sensation and sounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Right now, pretty much anyone can access the tools they need to train like an athlete. That first wave of athlete technology was, you know, the Theraguns and the Hypervolts of the world. Theragun is a simple handheld percussive therapy device. The, the most basic thing it does is it relieves tension. Then we discovered things like Fitbits and the spin bikes we use in class. Now, what I think is the Fitbit Charge 5's bread and butter are their health and fitness tracking capabilities. From a device perspective, you get an overall view of your health metrics all from your wrist. You can make precise adjustments at the touch of a button. And even better yet, during your workout, your trainer automatically adjusts incline and decline of your bike, giving you a truly immersive experience. Now, we've taken it a step further with wearable technology that gives you so much data and things like DEXA scans that can tell you all the ways you can train and change your routines to get stronger, prevent injury, and much, much more. We're in this crucial time where there's no longer a divide between the tools that professional athletes are using and what we as average people have access to every day. With all the new equipment and tools and data available to us, the question I've been asking is how do we actually use everything that's out there to help us and not just confuse us more and bog us down with more and more information that we don't actually need. We are not professional athletes. We are just average individuals trying to be a little bit healthier, feel a little bit better every day when we get out of bed. I'm Ella Dove, the Director of Creative Development here at Well and Good and the host of today's episode. In this episode, we're going to take a look at understanding the nuances of our own bodies in order to understand how to use all that data. And how do we use that data to not only get stronger and feel better, but also prevent injury? We'll discuss why and how all this training tech has come to be and why people are so attracted to it. Are we using it for the right reasons or is it just another game we're playing with ourselves? This is not just for someone who is really looking to optimize their health, but the fact that more and more people want to be a little bit more in control and want to have an easy way uh, to access health information. That's Lila Zimrani, the founder of Fitnessity. 
I founded Fitnessity because I had a very strong interest in health and wellness. And also because I thought it was a way for helping me and helping others be more in control of their own health. And that's basically what we do. So we're a marketplace, an online platform that helps people find health and wellness tests so that they can understand what's going on in their body. And then from there, have the information they need uh, to make better decisions. So Layla is not talking about just any old wellness test. She's talking about really scientific, really meticulous tests like DEXA scans, metabolism tests, blood panels that give you the data you need to see how your body is responding to everything from the exercise you do to the food you eat, all to give you a baseline so you can start to track your own health progression just like a professional athlete does. So walking it back to when I imagine you founded the company, how did you go from being an average person who, you know, cared about their health and wellness to having or seeking out the act, these kind of athlete caliber tests for yourself? So uh, I'm not an athlete, but uh, I was basically looking for these type of tests myself to fine tune or improve my nutrition. And then from there, um, exercise performance. And so I went to a clinic, which I found after a lot of search, I actually initially thought they were only doing research. And I, you know, almost begged them, can can I please do these type of tests? Because um, I think it would be really helpful. And then I was surprised because they were like, yes, please. I mean, we'd love you to come. We're actually open to the public. <laughs> and it was like, not, not, not obvious. And so, so I went there and then I, I did the tests and I was first of all, surprised by how, um, I mean, in a nice way, by how informative the tests were, but also equally surprised by the fact that uh, how is this experience so not user-friendly, like so not easy to access? Uh, Because the wealth of information, the type of information that you get from there is extremely insightful and very helpful. All right. When it comes to health, there is a lot, dare I say, way too much information out there. Well and good, we try to cut through the clutter, but even we publish a lot of information. So how does Finicity provide targeted information that actually helps people achieve their own wellness goals? I think information in health and wellness is very important because there is way too much information. And unfortunately, the vast majority of it is not necessarily backed by some sort of evidence or or science. And so What I think these tests do is give you the information in a scientific way rather than just reading about a diet or a way of approaching nutrition uh, or weight, which could be insightful, but uh, it's probably just anecdotal and it probably just applies to them and everybody's different. Uh, And maybe it's not supported by the evidence it needs to be supported with. And so I think in all of that, the most important thing or what we can do as as consumers is just make sure that we're seeking the information and information that is reliable. And that's exactly how I see these tests. I don't see it as a way that uh, where we're just giving information for someone that does not who does not need it. But it's actually the opposite. Someone who is lost, who does not actually know what to trust and what to do. And so then they can turn to a source that they can trust because it's basically coming from them, from their body. It's not from someone's product. It's not from someone's anecdotal evidence. It's really just data that is coming straight from them and as personalized as it can be. So knowing all this information about your body is great, but of course, not everybody has access to, or even the desire to take on those kinds of really involved super scientific tests. 
let alone the money that it costs to get those tests. But the good news, and sometimes confusing news, is that now more than ever, there is a wealth of wearables on the market that give you a ton of data and insight into how your own body is performing on a day-to-day basis. It's really difficult to do the things in our life that we we want to do. So I think at the at the foundational level, I think that's the opportunity that understanding your body offers. And using biometric data to do that is is honestly the fastest way to accelerate your wisdom about your body and the fastest way to get to a point where you're actually able to live your values with a level of joy and energy that feels good. That's Kristen Holmes, the Vice President of Performance Science at Whoop and a former NCAA athlete and coach. So Whoop was founded in 2012 and it pretty much changed wearables as we know them. It tracks physiological metrics like your heart rate variability, resting heart rate, sleep performance, and respiratory rates. I've been wearing one for a few weeks now, and I have to say that it really does go beyond any wearable I've ever worn. I've worn a lot of them. I won't name drop. But it really gives you insight into you know, what your body is going through at almost every hour of the day. It's, it's definitely a little bit overwhelming. And I will be honest, I was nervous to put it on because it was the first time I've ever really tracked my sleep. And that is a big part of what Whoop pays attention to. I think data gives us this opportunity to make this connection in a way that is really unprecedented in human history. You know, we're we're not in a position where we have to guess anymore. The technology is so good, you know, and it's giving us these, these core bits of insight that help us stitch together an effective way of living that enable us to, to live our goals and our values. Can you talk me yeah. through a little bit how Whoop took what athletes are doing with basically a staff of experts at their beck and call, right? They have so many things about their sleep, so many things about their nutrition, their training plans, and you put that into something we can use as an app on our phone. It's really just physiology. We're backed in science, you know, so we're basically taking a lot of the external research that exists um, in terms of heart rate variability and and, and training load and, and basically fitting that into our ecosystem and and creating algorithms that allow these professional athletes and their trainers to be able to use those data to better um, prescribe volume and intensity and what behaviors are actually working. You know, when we think about recovery modalities, you know, is, is someone responding to you know, an ice bath versus not, you know, how is it actually helping sleep? You know, what are meals close to bedtime? How is that impacting, you know, sleep onset latency and, you know, time spent in deeper stages of sleep? So I think it's given, I think these professionals or these, you know, kind of the team around the professional athlete, the insight they need to make uh, better decisions about, um, you know, some of these, what I think some folks would consider marginal, but, you know, for, for these individuals, that's the difference between, you know, kind of winning and losing. All of that information is fascinating, yeah. and I think it's really helpful as we think about this episode. How yeah. do you actually take all this technology and use it to your benefit? One of the things that I think folks don't necessarily understand is the relationship between energy to train and sleep. So, you know, you just, you cannot escape sleep. Like, you just, you have to figure that out first, I think, because that is every training plan, you know, every exercise program, you know, every nutritional nutrition program is built on this foundation of sleep. Your body simply is not going to send the right hunger cues if you have sleep debt, right? We, we know this. Um, and, and you have a hugely desynchronized circadian rhythm. We measure sleep consistency as well. And we also see a huge relationship between sleep consistency and and mental and physical resilience. Um, so I, I think another 
reason to just, again, get your sleep right. But, um, but you know, sleep is definitely going to position you to be able to train, I think, effectively. So get, get the sleep right first. And then I think for the average person, you know, it's understanding what's my actual intent. What am I trying to achieve physiologically? And I think what WHOOP helps, helps an individual do is really maximize the imp- interplay between the cardiovascular system and the nervous system by giving you an understanding of your capacity, right? So how um, ready you are to train, we then can help you understand how much load to put on your body. And that's the strain coach feature, kind of in a nutshell. We take your capacity, so how how ready you are to train, and we use that as um, to understand how much load you can put on your body. And depending on what your intent is, so if I want to get fitter, you um, are going to train a little bit ab- above your capacity, right? Because that's really how you make gains: is you stress, you put you know, a stimulus on your body, you stress it, right? And when you stress it and then you recover, you, in theory, get stronger. So you can tell WHOOP within Strain Coach um, what your what your intent is. If you want to maintain your fitness levels, um, WHOOP is going to tell you basically when to stop, how much strain to build. Um, and if you want to, you know, taper, um, let's say you just got done a, a hard training block and you want to get the benefits of, of that hard training and be, you need to allow yourself to recover in order to do that, um, you would taper and you'd basically uh, take on less, uh, slightly less amounts of strain. Whoop kind of helps the novice, you know, understand these dynamics because these, in, these dynamics are exactly what professional athletes are using. A little bit more sophisticated methodology, but really in principle, it's just managing volume intensity with capacity. And, and that's what yep. Whoop does brilliantly. And that's why Patrick Mahomes and Michael Phelps and, you know, all these professional athletes are, are using whoop is because it, it just, again, it takes the guesswork out of it. One yeah. of the things, you know, I've been thinking about a lot with this episode is how we actually train like athletes. I think as yeah. a, the average consumer thinks about athletes and they're training four times a day and they're doing all this work. What do you think athletes are doing to take care of themselves that most of us aren't that we're overlooking? I think they're actually probably training in, in quite a balanced way in the sense that they're thinking about cardiovascular parameters, they're thinking about muscular parameters, they're thinking about recovery parameters, right? And, you know, they're not just playing basketball, right? They're doing these other things to ensure that when they step on the court, you know, they have they have the speed and they have the quickness, and they have a change of direction, and um, they have raw strength and explosive strength. And so I think they're I think athletes, you know, think about really developing, you know, kind of the whole body, you know, so they're constantly thinking about these parameters, I think, in a, in a pretty intentional way. And what do you think is the number one? I have a feeling I know the answer. The number one most important thing we can all do for our well-being. Sleep. A majority of us just, we need to spend the requisite time in bed um, in order to, you know, regenerate and restore for uh, tomorrow's demands. Uh, and when we don't, you know, we are more susceptible, more vulnerable, you know, to illness and disease and um, to injury. Um, and, you know, we know this, there's some amount of evidence to support to support that statement. So I think getting your sleep right uh, is super important. And, and I think with technology, sometimes that it can be a little scary and jarring, you know, when you see, wow, okay, things aren't actually going very well. But I think it's that face the truth moment that actually is what can be a forcing function for change. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. don't be scared of it. Just, you know, just like, all right, this gives me a baseline understanding of where I sit. And now it's like up from here. You know, you can you can just and you can just make choices, you know, that will um, improve your situation. So sleep. But I, yeah. and I think within sleep, sleep consistency. Um you know, bubbles up in all of our research as being kind of the most predictive behavior. So stabilizing when you go to bed and when you wake up, 
um, to, uh, it, it just correlates to all sorts of things we care about, <laughs> uh, all sorts of performance variables that we care about. Um, and, and most importantly, I think, um, psychological well. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Being. All right, so we get it. Sleep is clearly a very important part of recovery. While some of us are getting enough sleep, the recommended hours that work for them, other of us, like me probably, are walking around carrying a little bit of sleep debt, maybe making up for it with caffeine. But sleep aside, why is recovery so important when it comes to athletic training or just our wellness overall? So this next wave is you're going to start seeing the average consumer and the average individual start recovering just as much as they're training. And like, The most, you know, when you commonly ask people like, Hey, what are you doing for your recovery? They're like, Oh, I take one or two rest days, but a rest day shouldn't just mean, Oh, I'm just not going to work out a rest day at the very least should be like your full self-care recovery day. That's Dr. Jonathan Leary, the founder of Remedy Place, a social wellness club in Los Angeles. My background's in sports medicine. Um, my, I started my practice now seven and seven years ago. And it was a holistic approach, non-surgical, non-drug to surgery prevention and chronic pain rehabilitation. And I started working with just pro athletes initially. And then I quickly realized a couple months into my practice, I'm like, why am I just treating the healthiest bodies in the world on a regular basis? So, you know, being in LA, I opened it up to people, the music and film industry and corporate level executives, but I was just treating them like I was treating my pro athletes because, you know, we're all enduring stress, different types of stress, but it's still finding ways to counteract those stressors and really take a hands-on approach of not only me doing something holistically, but them learning how to start taking care of themselves to regain their own health independence. In your opinion, how do you prevent injury? You can't be preventative by not doing anything. I think people are just waiting, you know, like, oh, I feel great. I don't need to do anything. Just because you feel great doesn't mean that you're not enduring stress. Our bodies are super resilient. Um, But just because they're resilient doesn't mean that we should be enhancing this resilience. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. So what I tell my patients is life's stressful. There's, There's no way to eliminate all stress. And also some stress is actually healthy depending on what that stressor is. But what self care is and what prevention is, is finding ways to counter, counteract that stress on a regular basis. So if you know you're doing something stressful for the body, what are you doing to bring your body back into homeostasis or balance? 
So I like to create these protocols that we analyze the stress and then we just find ways to counteract it no matter which one it is, whether it's your social stress, whether it's your work stress, whether it's your travel stress or your working out stress. And like, which is right into the next segment of we wanted everyone to move, right? But what people don't realize is now they're moving wrong and working out is a stress on the body. Unless you're an athlete, there's no reason that you need to be strong and powerful. What we need to be as humans after that sport specific um, type of training is functional and pain-free. And right now, everyone is pushing the limits. It's like no pain, no gain. Like, or like, how much can my trainer push me? I want to be beat. And it's like, guys, you realize how stressed you already are. We don't need to add that much stress. The world needs to do self-care and all these holistic remedies on a regular basis, just like my athletes do. Same thing with training. My pro athletes train 40% of the time and then they recover 60. The average American, we got them to move and they're not doing any recovery. And they're like, people are hitting plateau. How many times do you hear people like, oh, I got injured from my workout. Why am I not seeing results? Why am I plateauing? Why is my energy level shot? It's like, because you're not counteracting that stress you're putting on the body. And it's that simple. I love the idea of recovery as something that people think they should do when they're like injured. It's like therapy. Like people don't think they should yeah. go unless there's something seriously wrong. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody needs therapy. Yeah. So something you said earlier is that an, the way an athlete trains is 40% training and 60% recovery. That is yeah. such a profound statement. The that idea of 60% recovery, like can you kind of walk me through your prescription for a, a healthy week of recovery? You have to really look at how you're sleeping. You know, sleeping is the the natural way to recover. That's where your body shuts off and does what it's supposed to. So getting to a, a regular sleep routine at the same time. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not recovering every day. That has to happen, right? Two, I mean, nutrition. Anything you eat is either fueling the stress or fighting the stress. And you have to be conscious of what you're putting in your body, because if you want to feel good and if you want to recover from your workouts, like why are you working out so hard to not enhance it? Because yeah. what those nutrients and like looking at nutrient density and not so much calorie density, I think there's this big misconception where it's like, it's not calories in calories out. It's like, what are the vitamins and minerals that your body needs? And what is, what are the foods that are most rich in those? Because those are going to be the building blocks. When you eat food, it breaks it down to carbs, fats, and proteins. As those are actually broken down to their smallest form, those are what makes your new cells. Like, think about this. Food is broken down, and then that food is broken down, these little tiny particles that then build the new walls of every new cell in your body. Outside of that, breath work is the most powerful thing that I think we can do as humans, and it costs zero dollars. There are so many cool apps that are now being released. People don't get it until they get it. It's one of those things where with Remedy, when we started doing the classes and I would try to drag friends in, I'm like, like, oh, I'm gonna breathe in a class. They didn't get it. Then they come out and they're like, holy shit. And excuse my language. We all live in this conscious state. Breathwork being introduced into my regular plan, like my daily plan, has been the only thing that has shifted my brain from the conscious state to the subconscious. So the, basically the only thing that ever first made me present. 
a mm-hmm. moment where I was fully in the moment at the purest state without the busyness of the world. If you mm-hmm. breathe only through your nose, you're getting 20% more oxygen to the body. You can achieve 20% more oxygen by just breathing through your nose. When you're sitting at your desk doing emails or whatever you're doing, watching TV, pay attention if you're breathing through your mouth or your nose. If you're breathing through your mouth, your body's not going to be enhanced as much as it could be. But I'm telling you, focus on breathing through your nose all day. Unless you're at maximal exertion, pay attention to if your mouth's open and you're breathing through your mouth, switch to just nasal breathing. That's step one. Two, give me like 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you're willing to do of an intense breathwork series every day. It will change your life. Costs nothing. Do you have one app or one practitioner that you really like and recommend? Yes. One of my friends just released her app. It's called Mastery. Um, it is going to be amazing. She was my favorite breathwork instructor. Um, but it's really simple. It's, it's really musically induced. So it's making sure you have the right playlist behind you, but it's a three step, it's a three step breath. You know, it's breathing in one, two, one through the belly, one through the chest and then breathing out. So it's, and you want to do it in the nose the first two times and then breathe out through the mouth. So what are the takeaways and how can we focus on at home recovery without spending a gazillion dollars to do so? So we're going to move better with the stretching. You know, we're going to focus on what we put in our body. We're going to add breath work to our day every day, fix the ergonomics so we're not in pain. And meditation, you're the CEO of your body. Like you have all of these systems, all of these things happening. You're in control of all this. So it's like, this is where everyone's a natural leader. Everyone is their own CEO to their body. All right. So it's great. There are lots of new modalities to track your health, but again, even I am overwhelmed and I work it well and good. There are watches, rings, bikes, and even your mattress can tell you if you're sleeping enough or how good your sleep was. When even our mattresses are grading our health, how can us consumers, not professional athletes, make smart choices and avoid getting overwhelmed by the abundance of information available to us? I think obviously these are all great uh, tools because it really, they are the product of a shift in the way consumers view their health. The fact that people are actually using these tools, what it tells us is that people want to have this information. They want to know what's going on in their health. I think these are obviously ways in which consumers can build a more comprehensive view of their body because the human body is complex. There's a lot of noise. Right. And I think it's finding the signal in the noise. And, you know, and some folks are going to respond better to feedback from the mattress, you know, and some folks are going to, you know, want 24 seven kind of continuous monitoring. I think it is so important to understand your body. So anything that does give us data is extremely important because then you learn how to maximize your body. Mm -hmm. Wearables are great to see how it impacts the body. I think using data to learn the effects, amazing. Just if you notice that it's becoming an unhealthy habit or you're becoming stressed by that data, not healthy. While I may not be an athlete in the physical sense, I do feel good knowing that I have the tools to recover. It isn't about gains or pushing myself to the extreme. Mostly it's about walking. And I now know that my real athletic prowess 
and what wearables teach us is how to take care of our bodies after the workout is over. It's what we do between those workouts that really counts. Athletes might be at the top of their physical game, but they're also at the top of their sleep and recovery game. And that's really what we should focus on when trying to train like an athlete. On today's show, you heard from Kristen Holmes, Dr. Jonathan Leary, and Lila Zamrani. This episode was scripted in part by Charlotte Tratner and produced by Taylor Camille, Helena Rosen, Abby Stone, and myself, Ella Dove, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lekomsky and Matt Didomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenny Gibson and Karina Masonette.